there are lots of Filipinos in Dubai. There are. Filipinos mm-hmm. are like everywhere. It's, it we are everywhere feel, in the world, I think. Even even if you're new to Dubai, you, you won't feel intimidated going into, say, Dubai Mall and going into probably, I don't know, Chanel or Apple or whatever Because you nice can expect store. there will be someone you know, a kabayan. Yeah. <laughs> a kabayan. kabayan. And we sort of recognize each other in that sense. And welcome to the Long Way Home Podcast. I'm Leo Marischkale. And I'm Hannah Perez. In this podcast, we talk about the everyday encounters that inspire and shape our lives. Whether it's life abroad, travel, passion, or purpose, join us as we try to figure it out along the way. So, in this episode, we are going to share more about the city that we live in, which is Dubai. We're going to talk about three things that we like about it and three things that we don't like about it but before that um how are you hannah how are you doing how's how's this week been this week um it's basically our press week it's been hectic more than any other weeks but it was fine it's not it's not the crazy that i was used to it was so chilled So I think I'm good. There's really nothing to share because I was at work from 9 <laughs> to 5 a.m. I hope to try not to talk about work, but that's been my week. Same. is a lot of work. I've been... It's been a weird week because in an ad agency, we pitch for brands. And the brands that I started, that we started pitching for are frozen chicken brands. And... <laughs> And then <laughs> to a tire brand. So it's been an odd week for me trying to learn more about these brands. So From frozen chicken yes. to tires. <laughs> yes. So it's always an interesting day for me. But aside from that, I, I think I could have been better. Yeah, so. we could have done more things other than work. Which is which leads us to talking about Dubai itself, because <laughs> we're here to work. Yeah, today we want to share with you our experiences. So I studied in Dubai for secondary school, that's high school for four years, and that's how I met Hannah. Mm-hmm. Because I was here since third grade, which was basically two thousand and four. So she studied here longer than I have. Yeah, I did it. I don't know, two thousand four, five. Wait, wait. Let me do We're the math. We're so bad at math. Two thousand four, two thousand four, two thousand five, two thousand six, two thousand seven, two thousand eight, two thousand nine, two thousand ten, two thousand ten, two thousand ten, two thousand ten. So that's seven years until I moved back to the Philippines to finish my secondary school. That's twenty ten, and then I came back here. After college, after six years, so that's about eight, and I'm here now for a year and a half. So that's eight point five. So the both of us, after taking up college in the Philippines, we went back here in Dubai to work because both of our parents work here. So that's where our root in Dubai 
comes from because our parents work here so they took us in dubai to work and it's the industry is a lot better mm. we're, we're gonna talk more about it in a while for now let's talk about what people think about dubai like what could be what could our friends in the philippines be thinking about what they dubai? actually think yeah yeah i i have one interesting point they think that i'm living such a glamorous life in dubai i have the same sentiments every time i post the snap of me drinking during happy hour in a fancy place it's not even fancy it just looks nice just the, regular but, yeah, yeah regular place to go and then i get reactions like wow rich kid or wow social but they have to consider that it only looks like that because this is the first world country yeah so you just expect everything to be more than what we have in the philippines how did you feel when you first came into dubai because how how old were you then that was 2004 i was eight years old so i wouldn't know like if you were like conscious of moving into another country but how how would you how did you feel about it I still remember the night that I arrived in Dubai. We, me and actually me, my mom and my brother. Ah, I, so all of you moved together. Yeah, at yeah, the same my, time. My father oh, was okay. based here already, and we all moved here. And then that that evening we we arrived. When I stepped into that building, it's I felt like I. Oh, this was the exact reaction I had. Wow. Aircon yung hallway. <laughs> My security guard. And mag-elevator kami papunta sa room namin. So for me, like coming from the suburbs of, I don't know, Manila. We're, we're like borderline Metro Manila and Bulacan. Coming from that place and then putting me into a flat apartment or condo as how people would say it. It felt like, uy, social ko. Yeah, yeah. And aircon. So, just an insight to our listeners, like how different Philippines is from Dubai is that in Philippines, we actually have homes, mm. like actual houses like, like, in here. Like, like standalone houses. Yes. It's 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 common for people to own properties and houses, mm-hmm. actual houses. We call them villas here. Yeah. And Compared- then, but, but here it's common to own, to live in apartments, yeah, in that's flats. How that's how we call you it You live flats. in Dubai. It's more of apartment apartments apartment life yeah so that's how it was for me how was it for you when you first moved here when i first i think i was 12 year old and it was soon after grade school and my mom was already working in dubai for three years i think if i'm not mistaken and it was such a huge change for me trying to remember it now I'm laughing. I'm laughing because I I remember my first day. Actually, I think that's the most distinct memory right now. My first day enough in a school here in Dubai. I thought it would be with other nationalities, but turns out there's a Filipino school here in Dubai. Yeah, because because our school was named United International yeah. Private School. <laughs> Such an odd <laughs> name. Yeah, but yeah, I did expect that as well. Before I actually enrolled in our school, I tried 
getting into a Catholic school and like a proper international school. So I thought that is that was what I was getting into when I enrolled in UIPS with like, you know, British people, with Indians. Yeah, me too. But turns out it's it's as Filipino as it gets. Yeah, so my first month was kind of lonely because I'm an only child and my mom is my mom would always go to work. So during the day I wouldn't have any friends to talk to to play with so i was glad to be in school but the first month was difficult like i was missing home so when i got into school that's that's it it was exciting for me because i get to meet new friends how old were you when you moved here i think 12 years old 12 so so you already had like a deep connection with the filipino culture then yeah, I already had friends from grade school. It was actually the right time for me to move to Dubai because all of us were graduating elementary. So some of them also moved into different schools then. So it was, yeah, mm-hmm. it was just the right, ta- right time. So that was our experience then. And then Dubai is really different seeing it now that we've grown, that we've, that after college, now that we're working, you see it more differently. I was in the Philippines for six years, finishing secondary and um, tertiary education. Why tertiary? Tertiary. <laughs> Spell. Um, and during those six years, Dubai has changed a lot. I came here and one of the major roads didn't have... I mean, Ticom was train. here. The metro train wasn't even built the, yet. The metro. When I left Dubai, the metro just opened. It was during the first month of the metro operations that's the beauty of dubai it's one of the fastest growing country in the world like 60 years ago if i'm not mistaken these amazing skyscrapers weren't even built yet like it's Mm -hmm. it was just pure sand and then they discovered oil and now we're sort of a rich country they were i think they were still ooh history one on i'm not sure about this but i think then they were they were in the creek area they were more of the fishing industry people there so that's how dubai was before yeah and then oil happened when you mentioned a sort of history i just quickly remembered what it was for us in high school we had arabic classes it was part of the curriculum because (laughs) if you study in dubai you have to get in touch with their history that's i think that's also one of the good things that they're doing here in Dubai is that they let students or young people learn about their culture. So in a way, Arabic classes was that for us. I never really, I never Took really Arabic classes seriously. I never also did. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't even remember. Like I think I only remember. <laughs> I'm Anna. hungry. And <laughs> yeah, I I'm used, I used to shout that. We've been pronouncing it wrong. It's Anna Diana. It's like the letter. Anyway, I'm going back me. to the topic at hand. How do we feel about Dubai now? How do you think it has changed from your perspective as a child now that you're working here? As a child, I used to see Dubai as a wonder. Really? So, yeah, because cause I never saw I never saw yeah. towers that high. I was never in roads that good. And I never saw that much luxury cars in one day. 
as but I did in so, my entire life. That's so weird how you, n- not weird as how you see it, but it's strange for me to know that you see it that way when you were a, ki- when you were a kid. I don't remember any of me, any part of me thinking that way when I was like younger, that wow, these skyscrapers. All I could remember was just sad. <laughs> Maybe I'd, I didn't go out much then. There was a mall across our building or flat Burjaman. so so compa- then it was like a major mall it's one of the really good ones compared to the present day where where you have to buy a mall you have mall of them where it's like 10 times the size of Burjaman. but even in Burjaman, then i'm like wow fountain wow <laughs> apple store like i'm I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's because I was in third grade then that I wasn't able to, I wasn't able to see as much as you have in the Philippines because you left in sixth grade, right? So that that was how I saw Dubai before until, okay, I came back to the Philippines, college, and then now I'm back for work. Now I see it as a place that's outside my comfort zone. It's it's always it's a place to grow. And there's always discomfort. It's because of I think it's because of my college years of of the yeah. two two years of high school that I spent in the Philippines as well. And and I had I had so much fun then. I think I think most of my personality was like formed then in those seven mm-hmm. years that I was there. And then I came back here with like these set of values with with a personality and. Every day now, the Dubai just poses a challenge for me in terms of people, in terms of I don't know. There's just and there's also the factor of homesickness for me now. So, and I'm and I'm not really in a state of wonder anymore. Really, I'm just I'm just so used to seeing new stuff pop up, that new museum yeah. of the future over there. So you're just used or, to it by now. I'm just so That's used to it right now. Different, I think. I would be more shocked, or I would be more excited to see, say, mm. Nepal mm. mountains yeah, yeah. and all that. Like I would want to go back to the simpler places because I've never been out of this country and like for for any for a year now. So I think I would really want to see the the rural yeah. part I of find, the world. I find it's it just, interesting that that's how you see it now, because when you were when you were eight years old, you still ha- you had that sense of wonder about Dubai, but now that's where that's the state I'm in actually. Like I still find Dubai like amazing. Like it not, I still find Dubai such an innovative country. There's so much growing. Art here is booming nowadays. That's why I f- I find it. I find that I'm still amazed by it like i'm still in constant wonder of the things i see here in dubai of the the experiences that the, the experiences that i get to have so i'm in that state so knowing that knowing our conceptions about dubai then and now why don't we talk about the things that we like and dislike about dubai yeah what would be your first dislike i dislikes we're going for dislikes first okay i think one of the first things that came into mind when i was working 
it's the cost of living. Especially when my parents left mm-hmm. and I was left to pay for rent. Oh god. For my food. Rent is so for expensive. Fuel and for my car service. Like every <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of bills in being an adult. <laughs> yeah, I, I it's I think it's just being an adult in general, mm-hmm. but in Dubai specifically, everything's just so expensive. Like you get coffee and it's so expensive. But I mean, I think it's already a good thing, a step forward for me that I've stopped converting from dirhams to pesos every yeah, time don't I buy. Do that. It's completely different. Yeah. And I I just feel like I'm getting paid this much, but I also have to spend this much this, more. <laughs> yeah, like much, much more. So So can you give them an example of how you would spend how is the cost of living in the Philippines is versus Dubai? Okay. In the Philippines I live with my I live in my parents' house. First and foremost. So I don't have to pay rent. Because we have a house. You actually own a house, right? We, we, a like property. Yeah. Two story house with two bedrooms, a storage room, a laundry room. <laughs> you get your own room. I yeah, and we have two bathrooms. No, only one lampala. And we have like a actual living room. But here I get we get to live in a studio flat. I get to live in a studio flat with my brother now that my parents are gone. But even before, like we lived in a one bedroom flat and I shared the room with my parents, yeah. with the whole family. But it's it was never an issue for me sharing space with people. So I'm fine with that. But it's just that even if I share that space, that very small space with my brother, the rent is so high. They're, it's so expensive. It's just so high. And and I'm not even living in, uh, you know, in those spots like Dubai Marina. Yeah, not in the prime spots. The pri- yeah, yeah, the prime spots. And I'm living in the suburbs. I'd call it the suburbs. It's like two kilometers away from Dubai <laughs> Marina. Like a full kilometer away from but the metro. But it's like in the edge of Dubai. It is. Yeah. Edge of Dubai. Edge of yeah. Dubai. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. And, and living there is already expensive. And then there's also the... All, I mean, it's the cost of fuel now is getting higher than before. Yeah, I actually didn't feel it before. But it's a good thing that I have a... How would I say this? Like a basic car. I don't have a Pajero or whatever. <laughs> I don't have a uh, Lincoln... Lincoln? Lincoln? Car. Lincoln. Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, everything just adds up. And and there are lots of times when I just get coffee and then, like, feel the dread a whole week after. Like, it's so expensive. I could have feel your money slipping away. Yeah. Yeah, that is why I'm trying to, like, list everything down. That's how... And if, if you work in Dubai and you get a good salary, yeah. just start saving. That's the first thing. And budget. Because mm-hmm. you never notice it happening, but suddenly your money is slipping away because Where of how expensive most things are. Mm-hmm. And especially if you live in the prime spots or you work in the prime spots like where you work. So talking about that, another thing we under cost of living is that unless you're rich, you don't really get to, to have the full experience of Dubai. Mm-hmm. I say that in terms of um, going out like in Dubai it's usually hot outside so you go to 
have nice dinners or have a few drinks in a nice restaurant. There's always nice dinners. There are never, unless either you go to fast food or a nice dinner. That's, there is no in between. Yeah. So that, that costs a lot. That costs a lot. So if you go have nice dinners every week or you want to have like an experience, if you want to go to the opera, for example, that's also expensive. That also costs quite a lot. To drink here, what else? Um, to watch a movie. Oh, ooh. To park your car. <laughs> Even the basic <laughs> things can be quite yeah. expensive. So yeah, when I go to your house, because you live in a prime spot. No, I don't. It's a prime spot because you it's have It's a prime spot. Because you have a lake in front of your house. It is one kilometer away from the lakes. <laughs> I like at the edge of the prime spot. <laughs> Actually. But still, you live in a place called Jumeirah Lake. Towers. <laughs> we so, can barely even see the lakes, lake. but yes, I do you see the desert. <laughs> <laughs> even even that, if you live there, you have all those options just right below your flat, and you're buying one thing. Grocery is yeah. much more expensive in there. Air quotes, prime spot. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the things that people love doing here is go to the desert and have. Like a picnic or barbecue in the desert, a lot of my colleagues does that. I've but, never but to, done that. But to get to do that, you have to have a car and to learn how to drive a four by four. Yes, a four wheel drive, and then even getting the license itself is crazy. It's expensive. It's expensive. But but I found that I found it worth it. Like it's so expensive. It cost me. Th- three months of my salary then when I was when I was taking the driving lessons because yeah. I was only earning like entry level salary then and the the whole cost of driving lessons was like three times of my salary so I literally lived f- to, to, to to get that license then but everything in Dubai is just so far away from each other that you have to drive and I found it so convenient to get that license. Yeah. It's one of the things that I found. That's good to have in Dubai. Yeah, 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 that. So knowing that, so cost of living, you don't unless you're rich, you get you don't get really the full experience. But it brings me to a positive one, though. Everything is so convenient. There's still something good about Dubai, which is everything. The convenience here in Dubai is so much better. It's a first world country, so you expect the services to be better. To to you you actually get what you pay for. So to give you an example of the services here, right now we're even recording in a government initiative for the youth. So we're recording in a free co-working space. And the services are really great. We can record our podcast in a soundproof booth. Or they have a have soundproof studio. They have a soundproof pod for two. There's also a recreation, a recreation room. where we Amazing. are right now. It's basically two sets of sofas, sofa sets. We have a with PS4. Two TVs. What VR? That and Amazing. then they have this. What's that over there? The the canvas ba- room. Yeah, the canvas room. They really support paint. arts. Yeah, and young people who want to build their business or who want to create. If you want to visit here, if you're ever in Dubai, visit Youth Hub. 
in the Emirates Towers. It's really cohesive for working and creating. So that's one of amaz- one of the amazing services that we get in Dubai. And Amazon also ch- ships here. <laughs> if you want to go Amazon spend ships your money. here for <laughs> tendrums, which is about 130 pesos. 140 pesos. And that, and you can get, you can almost get anything delivered to your house or to wherever you are. And that's bad because it's a cost of living and salary but it's good to it's good to appreciate it once in a while it gives you that perspective mm-hmm. when I experience something convenient that's when i remember ah oh, i'm so lucky yeah to be here so grateful to be here one of the conveniences i, lo- I also like about dubai is that the transportation I'm talking about specifically the train. Mm-hmm. It's convenient to go into long distances. It, it's convenient to use a train for long distances. Because you get from the edge to edge of Dubai by just riding one train. But the thing is that it but the thing is if you need to go to a specific place, that's when a car would be ideal. Well oh yeah, I have I have been using the, the bus ever since I started working. But now that I got my car I How barely, do you feel about I it? I barely use the public transport mm-hmm. now because, first of all, as I said, we live in the suburbs, and I ha I had, I have to take a thirty-minute bus ride to the metro. Yeah. So I just find it easier to just take the car straight to my. Yeah, work. it makes sense for certain destinations. Like mm-hmm. for me, I take I have to take a bus or either a bus. Or walk one kilometer to the metro station, the train station, and then take a train ride for about 25 minutes. And then take a bus going to where I work. So it varies wherever you, where, it varies where you want to go, really. But I find it really helpful for um, working class people to use the train station compared to what we have in the Philippines. It's a lot better. Yeah, you get to have that option because it's both convenient, it's mm-hmm. both efficient if you're taking either the public transport or you're taking a car because the the trains are on time, the buses are on time most of the time and there's hardly ever any traffic mm-hmm. in Dubai. That's true. It's amazing. And we're talking and we're talking EDSA like traffic, like bumper to bumper traffic. There's there's hardly any of those in Dubai except for like super rush hour. That's like 30 minutes of the day in the evening where you see that kind of EDSA traffic. Speaking of getting somewhere, going somewhere, one of our also, one of our dislikes when it comes to Dubai is trying to get somewhere. As in? Like a getaway. Yeah. If you, if you compare, say, um, going for a three-hour drive in the Philippines, it'd probably be in Baguio. So compared to Manila, that's like I don't know. It's cold. There's pine trees. It's a completely different it's a place. Completely different environment. Environment, yeah. But in Dubai, if you take a three-hour drive, it's just get to more sand. <laughs> you just get to more sand. You, you. Well, okay. You're probably by the beach, mm-hmm. but you don't get to stay in a simpler place like you there's no option of staying in say what like a cottage mm. 
or a hostel. You have to stay in a resort like Le Meridian Resort or Sofitel Resort, like the expensive ones. Like they make m- those those um the other Emirates by the by the sea. They just make money out of tourism, and and they just build those big resorts for people. There are, there are no middle class middle. How do you say it? Like medio mura ones. They're they're all expensive, so it's very expensive to just go there, and it doesn't completely transport you to another place, uh, unlike the Philippines would. Like you go from Manila to Batangas, you get you can dive in Nasugbu. So it's those experiences that we completely miss about Philippines. In Dubai, it's we might be wrong because we we don't get to go out of Dubai much. And to drive out as much as we would like to, but for me, it's from one skyscraper to the desert, or yeah. back and forth, or to the nearest man-made beach. Yeah, yeah, and lots of the, if not most, if not all of the beaches in within Dubai are commercialized already. When I was younger, when I was in third, fourth, fifth grade. There used to be an open beach, like no development at all, yeah. no running track, no no CRs even. There was only a shower, and um, that's how bare it was. the The beach was so bare, and now it's La Mer, and it's so commercialized with all those restaurants, with all those Venice beach like spots. And then there's also JBR. There's the beach, but then when you look at the other side, it's all residential towers. And even if you want to enjoy the public beaches, if you want to eat, it's also quite expensive. And you can't grill. Yeah, unlike in the Philippines, you, you can't get ihaw, ihaw, wala, wale. So we miss that about the Philippines. Now that we're comparing Philippines versus Dubai... There's also the issue of safety. And um, by safety, I mean the most basic thing of like, say, walking by yourself at 10 p.m. And like texting. How, <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it's very different, like how it feels in the Philippines when you walk in, say, mm-hmm. Quezon City area. Capo areas at 10 p.m. anywhere in the anywhere basically than walking anywhere in Dubai at 10 p.m. I could even walk around Dubai at 2 a.m. and not feel scared at all. Even leaving your bag on top of a table in a public place. Also, if for example you take an Uber and you accidentally leave your stuff, your phone behind, like you can expect them you can expect that they would bring it back to you like they would go through all that effort to yeah once you report something you get you'll get it in like say less than 48 hours max and in the philippines if you leave something in the taxi or in the uber nope goodbye say goodbye to (laughs) don't just say goodbye to it don't even expect that you'll get something out of complaining or filing a report. Yeah, so it's so much better. Safety is so much better here in Dubai. What else is on our list? There's also um, hmm, dislikes, relationships, building relationships with people. Mm. And we're talking 
every single kind of relationship it's friends romantic relationships or or even just colleagues like yeah it's it's i personally think that dubai is uh, um a launch pad for people or like a jumping point for people cuz i know some people who went here because there's no income tax and they get they get full they get their full salaries mm-hmm. so they go here for that and i also know some people who go here so they could move somewhere else in their region yeah dubai is a good place to save up money if you want to go to the next if if you want to go to your next step in life for example for me i'm here in dubai to save up for my masters and to study abroad for my masters so it's a good as hannah said it's a launch pad but the thing is everyone in dubai are so expat we're all here just trying to get somewhere in life so you can expect that people here also leave from time to time well quite often in fact quite often like so often i know i know from my previous job most of the friends i made there already left the country and that oh, that wasn't even a year ago so if you expect to have any sort of relationship expect to also say goodbye and sometimes True. that's so difficult and quite sad and it's what's even sadder is i've gotten used to it like when when oh hi there's this good person there's this friendable material friendable, friendable. <laughs> you know friendable like, like someone material. someone you feel very comfortable with someone you build like a a good relationship with and then you don't realize that time passes and the person the other person already they need to get somewhere too yeah and they're close to that somewhere mm, yeah. and they're about to leave the country and sometimes i mean there are there are people who does that who gets to that somewhere mm. within say three months or within six months or within a year and then bye so it's <laughs> We're just left people here people are just it's fleeting sort of it's Nasad na ko. Nasad na ko. Nasad na po siya at na po niya lahat <laughs> ng mga umalis niyang oh kaibigan. <laughs> so sad. And sometimes it's not even... Sometimes it can even... Sometimes it's not even their choice to leave. Like sometimes the circumstances are... One of the saddest things is that sometimes a company just doesn't need you anymore. Oh, and that's that's messed up. Like suddenly, we don't need you. Need to go back to, and you just the only choice you have is to go back to your country and to move on. So that is one of the disadvantages in Dubai. But even so, Dubai is so diverse. Like you get to meet a lot of people who come yes. from so many different places i love it i love it and, so much oh i remember the fact you said like how many nationalities you have in your workplace ah uh, i forgot so, how many yeah but it's like, like 25 one, 25 countries yeah 
25 different national. I might be wrong, but if I remember correctly. It's like 25 something. And then there's only like one or two of them. How many are you in the workplace? Um, we're about 60 people. Yeah, and there are like And there 25. are 25. 25? 28? But I know the ratio is like really Yeah, good. quite a lot. Yeah. So you get that kind of diversity. And I sometimes find myself adapting some of their... Yeah, it's so... You start... You, you somehow start to adapt to their culture. You learn about their culture. You get to see how they see the world. Isn't that fucking amazing? And they, they, they are also actually curious about you as well, which is... Which is the good kind of exchange that I'm looking for, and it's the simple things that that really thrills me about the diversity here in Dubai. For example, it's the food we eat. Like during lunch break, you get to taste like six different types of cuisine. Like, isn't that so much fun? Like, people do get that here, but. In my case, in I in our workplace, I usually eat with a Filipino mafia, <laughs> with a Pinoy mafia, mafia. So there are lots of Filipinos in Dubai. There are Filipinos are like everywhere. It, It doesn't. We feel, are everywhere in the world. Even even if you're new to Dubai, you you won't feel intimidated going into say Dubai Mall and going into probably I don't know Chanel or Apple. Or whatever nice store. Because you store. can expect there Because will be there someone be f- you know. Yeah. A kabayan. A kabayan. <laughs> kabayan. And then you're gonna speak in Tagalog and, and it won't be like And we sort of recognize like each other in that sense. Yeah. There's a sense of belongingness when we see other kabayans. Mm-hmm. So, uh, all that to say that in my workplace, I get to I get to, to have a taste of both worlds. Like, I have... I have a very strong relationships with the Pinoy people there. And then I also get to interact with very uh, with a very diverse set of people from other even places. With the news, like when you talk to people to when you talk to people from other nationalities, like you completely have different sets of news where you come from. Like you can talk you can be talking about the war in the Middle East or and then switch from a topic to uh, a typhoon in India. So it's these things that that really opens up your perspective and you get to see more of the world through their own eyes as well. Another simple thing that I love, I really, really, really love about the diversity here is that the music, I feel like I learned so much more about music through the people I work with like my taste in music has varied because of because I work with people from different countries and it's amazing how much how much you can you get out of them the, how much there is to share and you're always surprised at how much how at how much you don't know yet and I'm always surprised at how much There is more to discover about the world in general. So that's why I love diversity. So do you want to sum up all our... Yeah, okay. So 
our dislikes were the first one was cost of living and um, building relationships with people and what was that like the getaways lack of getaways lack of destinations Whoa, what a summary. <laughs> Anyways, and then what we liked about the city, what we like about the city. Convenience, safety, and diversity. So if you're gonna summarize what we talked about for the past, I don't know, 40 minutes, how are you gonna say that to our listeners? So if anything, living in Dubai taught me to... To try to get the most out of where you are. And I say that because it took you a long way to get to where you are now. And it's a lot of struggle. It's a lot of sacrifices involved. So when you're in a place where you wanted to be, try to live the experience. When I say that in my case... Art here has started booming. So for me, I tried to get most out of Dubai by going to these free art shows. Like, I get to know more about the culture through through that. Like, back in the Philippines, I wouldn't even dare... I wouldn't make the time to experience where I was. So now that I'm in Dubai, it's... I try to make use of the resources I have, especially if it's free. And that's how you learn... So that was my experience. What about you, Hannah? What would you say? So earlier, I, I talked about Dubai as a place of discomfort for me. Like, it's out of my comfort zone. And I'm going to quote something from a song that we were listening to earlier on our drive all the way here. It's from John Mayer. And it says, They love to tell you, stay inside the lines, but something's better on the other side. So that's one of the things I've realized about living in Dubai, if not my greatest learning. It's like getting out here, seeing so much more there is to the world and opening up my eyes to other places. And I'm very lucky to have parents who are based here. I 100% recommend working somewhere else that's not where you grew up. Yeah. That's about it. So with that, we hope you get to visit Dubai and see what we've seen and see much more than we've seen, hopefully. Okay, so we're now at the part of the show where we talk about something that sparked our interest this week. What was it for you? I don't think there's much to share about what I've learned this week, but I've been tossing a question in my mind for quite a while now. So this, I think this more, this applies more to freelancers, to creatives in general. So it's more of a prompt. As a creative, as a freelancer, how do you work with your family? How do you work with family? If they want a business with you, if want, if they want a project from you. Only family, not friends. Okay, like really close friends. Yeah, okay. like there's so where is the line between doing them a favor versus 
this is what you actually do for a living. Like you need to make money out of it. It's your time. It's your effort. It's your resources. So for me, I'm struggling dealing with that. How do you work with family? So if our listeners can share insights and help me go through this struggle, that would be amazing. And then we can talk about it on our future episodes. You can share your answers with us because that's a really good question. We are at Long Way Home Pod on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. But what about you? What was your learning this week? Halfway through the week, I was browsing through Medium and I saw this article called It's Time for Magazines to Ditch Weight Loss Stories. And super interesting. Mm-hmm. And we're talking we're talking like women's health and people and I, I don't think know. Those things are just outdated at this point. Yeah. Like we've moved on to better topics rather than talking would, about people's weight. Yeah, I would appearance. word it I would word it as how to be healthier, how to feel stronger, how to feel but like but but saying it as how she lost hundred pounds before and after but wording it that way just makes it like sensationalized yeah makes it seem like there's a there's all the happier ending is always when you lose weight Mm, not when you feel good about yourself yeah not when you feel stronger not when you feel healthier so i'm gonna put that i'm gonna try to put that in our show notes (laughs) (laughs) and it's a really good read. So it, it says here that it's a five-minute read. And it says here, mainstream media should shift its focus towards attainable health, which is like a really good way to summarize the piece. That's about it. So that's about it. That that ends our episode. I had fun. I hope you did. Yeah, I did. And I think we went past the one hour mark i think that's the sign of having fun you never notice the time really (laughs) so again we are at long way home pod everywhere facebook instagram twitter see you bye bye